Yonder, Chapter 12, Serendipity. Jim Bob stood in a room that occupied 25% of the second floor of the plantation house. The ceilings were 16 feet at least, and the windows on the two outside walls were floor-to-ceiling windows and French doors. The French doors opened onto the wide balcony on the front of the house. Another crystal chandelier hung from the ceiling of the bedroom. A king-size four-poster bed with side tables adorned the wall adjacent to the door he entered. He opened the door immediately to his right to reveal a large walk-in closet. A voice with a caricature southern drawl called from the door past the closet. Y'all aren't here to deprive a senseless lady of a bubble bath, are you? This was followed by splashing and giggling. Jen Bob was drawn to another door past the bathroom door that turned out to be another walk-in closet. His attention was drawn to more giggling and splashing in the bathroom and decided to investigate. Straight ahead from the door were mirrors, sinks, and vanities. To his left was a glassed-in shower, and beside it a jacuzzi-sized bathtub full of bubbles and Mary Alice. She slipped below the bubbles when she saw Jim Bob and then slid back into view with bubble bath foam on the top of her head. Mary Alice winked at him and crooked her finger at him. You know this is big enough for both of us. Jim Bob was torn between the invitation from his wife and his desire to check on his kids. I love you, Mary Alice, and would like nothing better than to share that bath with you. However, lunch is waiting, and I need to check out the brood and make sure they're dressed. Did you know there are his and hers closets out here with clothes in them? Jim Bob left the bathroom and returned with pink sweatpants and a sweatshirt for Mary Alice, along with underthings for her to wear. I'll check on the kids and meet you downstairs. Okay, Mr. Honor, Courage, and Commitment, she called after him with a smile on her face and a heart full of love and pride. Jim Bob headed to the hallway at the top of the stairs. To the right of the hallway from the stairs was a narrow stairway going up. He was too intrigued to leave it alone and found that it was a narrow, winding staircase that seemed to be lit from sunlight from above. After several small flights of stairs that seemed to turn back on each other, the stairway ended at a single door composed of white translucent panes. He pondered if he should open it for a few minutes before gently turning the glass knob and peeking into the interior. The hallway was flooded with light. Jim Bob walked through the door and found himself standing in a small square room whose walls were windows floor to ceiling. On close examination, he saw they were center pivot windows with the pivot at the top and bottom. The room was surrounded by a balcony with a railing. He had been so captivated by the window, he failed to notice the panoramic view of the surrounding countryside. In the distance, he could see mountains or what passed for mountains in North Georgia. To the southeast was a steeple, which he reckoned was one of the churches in yonder. He could hear the breeze through the trees surrounding the house, and somewhere off in the distance a squirrel was chastising a passerby. He felt presence behind him, and a familiar hand slid into his. Hey, sailor, buy me a drink? Penny for your thoughts. Mary Alice slid her arm around his waist, and they both gazed off into the distance. Jim Bob remembered to breathe and passed his arm around her waist, and it came to him as clear as a bell. Then the Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. Behold, the Lord is about to pass by, and a great and mighty wind tore into the mountains and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. 
After the earthquake there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a still, small voice. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. He turned to face Mary Alice and their eyes locked. What am I doing here, Mary Alice? They stared intently into each other's eyes and the wind played Mary Alice's hair across her face. Loving your family, Jim Bob, just as you always have. Let's check on the kids and then have lunch before we go deep diving. What say you? They turned as one and re-entered the widow's walk, closing the doors before descending the stairs to the second floor. They were met at the foot of the stairs by Missy, Prissy, Lily, and Freddie, all dressed in sweatpants and sweatshirts with white socks. They all looked the same except Missy, who had somehow found some pink ribbon to decorate her sweatshirt. Not a word was exchanged as the Owens family marched down the stairs to lunch. At the bottom of the staircase, Jim Bob led the family to the left in what was probably a parlor or sitting room. The furniture looked fluffy and comfortable. Just like the bedroom Mary Alice and Jim Bob shared, there were floor-to-ceiling windows. The surrounding gardens and trees were stunning and beautiful through the windows. Through double French doors, the dining room lay off the sitting room, a long table with four chairs to a side, and one at each end was set with plates and silverware. There were covered dishes in the center of the table, with steam leaking from the lids of a few. Tubs emerged from the back of the dining room, letting in kitchen smells. Sorry for the clothes. It's the best we could do on short notice. Ah, here's my beautiful wife Annie to join us for lunch. Tubbs turned and stepped out of the way as the door to the kitchen opened slightly. A graceful and elegant woman, Lady, as tall and slender as Tubbs, stepped through the door. She wore pink sweatpants and a pink sweatshirt with a camellia pinned to her shirt. I hope you don't mind if I wear my sweats to blend in with the family. We're always very casual around here. Tubbs and I aren't the formal types. Annie entered and headed straight for Mary Alice, giving her a bear hug and a grunt. So good to put faces to my prayers. I have your names up in my prayer room, but not pictures. Annie circled the table, hugging each of the children and even Jim Bob. Tension like scales fell off the Owens family. Without prompting, the four children sat down on the side of the table near the windows. Annie sat on an end chair on the side facing the windows and grabbed Mary Alice's hand and guided her to the chair next to her. I get to set up with tubs all the time. Be nice to have somebody else to share lunch with. Annie chimed as she spread her napkin in her lap. The children followed suit, as did Mary Alice. Jim Bob sat next to Mary Alice and Tubbs sat on the end chair next to him. Tubbs cleared his throat into his open left hand. Freddie, would you mind saying the blessing? Without hesitation, Freddie jumped in. Lord, thank you. We don't know where we are or what's going to happen, but we know you're in the middle of it. Bless the food and the lady who prepared it. Amen. Why do you assume a woman prepared it? Dad's a good cook, Lily chided Freddie. Actually, a couple who lives in the gatehouse you passed at the end of the driveway prepared this for us. Normally, they cook for us once a week, and Annie and I live off of it the rest of the week. I'll introduce you to Brad and Nora after we get something in our stomachs. Tubbs finished and began uncovering dishes. There was fresh baked bread, along with pimento cheese, chicken salad, ham salad, ham slices, tuna salad, and small dishes of condiments for the sandwiches. All talking ceased, and the feast began. Soon the kitchen door opened and an older black couple came through the door carrying glasses and pitchers of lemonade and sweet tea. 
After placing all on the table, the black lady stopped and brushed her hands across the front of her apron while looking at Tubbs. Mr. T, we'll be back to clean up after y'all finish. Tubbs stood and made the introductions. As a group, the Owens children stood and gave Brad and Nora hugs and loudly proclaimed thank you. Missy lingered after hugging Brad and Nora and addressed them both. Would you allow us to bless you by cleaning up and washing dishes? It would be our pleasure. Mary Alice and Jim Bob smiled at this spontaneous act of generosity. Normally, I don't like strangers in my kitchen when handling my dishes, but after all those hugs, y'all are hardly strangers. Load the dishwasher and start it, please. Napkins and tablecloths go in the laundry room off the kitchen. God bless y'all. God has his hand on you. I know. See y'all tomorrow. Nora turned and went through the kitchen door, followed by Brad, who tipped an imaginary hat and waved at the family. Silence ensued, and everyone dug into their sandwiches. Missy finished eating first and began gathering up dishes to carry into the kitchen. Prissy gathered up the napkins and headed through the kitchen door on her way to the laundry room. Lily dug in her pocket for her phone and furrowed her brow. Mary Alice was quick to notice. What's wrong, Lily? Lily cleared her throat before asking, May I take a photo of the four of you? My heart tells me this is something we should remember. You know, like the memory stones when Israel crossed the Jordan River. Annie produced a lace handkerchief and dabbed at her eyes. You take a photo, sweetheart, if that's what you feel led to do. Everybody say peach cobbler. All four adults leaned into each other and Lily got her photo. I'm going to help with the dishes. May I take your plate, please, Mr. Tubbs and Miss Annie? Tubbs and Annie choked back tears at the grace and joy in these children after all they had been through. Then they handed the plates to Lily, who disappeared into the kitchen. Tubbs stood, stretched, and looked at Jim Bob. Let's go for a walk, Jim Bob, and let our lunch settle. Annie stood and pushed her chair under the table. Mary Alice, would you join me downstairs, please? I will give you a tour, and then we can chat. Men and women went different directions in the house with full bellies and minds full of thoughts.